following takes place between 8 a.m. and 9 a.m. Hammer time! Are you a homeowner who is dangerous with tools? Do you start a project and never finish it because frustration sets in? Do you think maybe you should have called a professional? Break it down. Well, look no further. Image Home Improvement is now live on the Double Wide Network. And now, remodeling contractor, TV personality, and your host for Image Home Improvement, Steve Dubell. All right, it's Saturday morning, and it's time for Image Home Improvement Live right here on the Double White Network, and we'd like to welcome all of you to the show this morning. It's a beautiful Saturday morning here in the Valley of the Sun, and Dan, you know, it's that just that kind of weather that I know you get excited for. You could just run up in the attics. That's right. Do those inspections. And it's so nice to be back here this week. That's right. Dan, I froze my tukas off last week. <laughs> Dan was, as we said last week, Dan was on an away mission. That's right. And he way was, away up there where it's cold. Yeah, he was he was in tundra country. Oh, man. Uh, on the shuttle on the way back to the airport, we slid sideways towards the airport. Well. Uh, that was so much fun. <laughs> is th- did that bring up the refresher course from back east? Okay, steer into the skid. That's right. That's right. <laughs> When you're seeing houses go by the front windshield, you know you're in trouble. <laughs> All right. Well, we're glad you're back safe and sound and uh, ready to raring to go. We got. I had to take all the abuse from Ed last week because he kept telling me I was the only person in the studio with a red shirt on. That's right. I didn't wear a red shirt. I was on an away mission. I came back. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> all right. And also, the very first time, I am so honored to have Lexi here as our lady behind the behind the sneeze guard as we say Lexi good morning I'm how are you I so it's, great to see you I was a great so surprise to come in and see you here this morning I know I thought they would warn you at least no they didn't nope. tell me anything they just they figured they surprised me yeah okay. I think that's what it was well it's great well you know this is going to be a great experience for you because you get to learn everything and anything that we're going to talk about on home improvement yeah good so I need to start doing stuff on my own I well you know we always say don't be a homeowner with tools because that is dangerous. We right. don't want to do that. We don't want to do We want to make you educated and able to do things on your own as well as being able to know when to pick up the phone and call oh, the professional, sure. me, namely me. <laughs> so that's important. My dad's really going to appreciate you guys after this. All right. Well, Uh-oh. there you go. I hope he's listening. Hi, Dad. How are you? <laughs> All right. We've got a lot of great things coming up on the show today. One of the things we just want to give you a rundown of what's going on here. We've got the director of the Arizona Register of Contractors with us, Bill Mundell, along with we're going to be talking. You know, today, guys, today is American Recycle Day 2014. And we're going to be talking about all those things that you can do to help uh, keep the planet green as well as do a lot of green remodeling with a lot of recycling products. That's going to be coming up in our second hour. We're going to be talking about that. And um, I know, Dan, you run across a lot of things that have been recycled in some of your inspections, and some of those come up under the category of, what, what the hell were, were they thinking What were now? they thinking? Yeah. That's exactly right. You mean like uh, the box styrofoam pieces built up in the attic all the way to the roof? Uh, to oh, for installation. <laughs> for, yeah. <laughs> oh, the my God. The stuff that's toxic to even breathe. It's yeah. always so nice to watch that. You know, well, those are, those are things that, you know, again, uh, somebody needs to be educated because they think styrofoam, they think, oh, well, well. Well, you know, like all styrofoam is it made for the same purpose. That's right. So you've got to be careful on what you do with that. 
That's right. No, just don't try to grind it up yourself and put it up in your attic. Uh, that, that's just <laughs> no. that doesn't work either. No, listen, if you got to go do it yourself, you know, there are ways to do it. First of all, there are companies, there are great companies out there to do um, some different things. In fact, you know, speaking of, before we get started, you know, I just want to let everybody know, uh, we are in the process of building, actually, it's America's first uh, holistic vet clinic. So it's called the Integrative Vet Medical Center that's going to be located up on uh, 7th Avenue and Deer Valley Road right here in Phoenix. And uh, we're set to, for completion at the end of December. And if for those of you under don't understand what that is, uh, an easy explanation is everybody knows what the Cancer Treatment Centers of America are. Well, this is for pets. Well, that's Same excellent. thing. It's going to be a regular vet clinic, but it's also going to be a lot of holistic vet uh applications being done on a lot of pets so i'm going to keep everybody posted on that but progress is coming along and i am honored to be the contractor for this project and uh it's, it's going to be a great thing plus you know everybody knows that i'm a, a dog lover so and uh, for a lot of dog lovers that their dogs are becoming senior dogs it, there's probably a really good resource to be able to help have the quality of life extend yeah. comfortably that's right that's right all right, if you would like to be part of the live show today, give us a call at 480-421-0640, 480-421-0640. Lexi will take great care of you, get you lined up to be uh, on the show, and we could take care of your question. Make sure during the week you can always contact us via email, Facebook or Twitter. Email address is steve at imagehomeimprovement.com. Or you could give us a call at 623-580-0901. But uh, right now, we'd like to welcome to the show, back in studio again, Bill, Bill Mundell from the Arizona Registered Contractors. Bill, good morning. How are you this morning? Good morning, Steve. I'm great. I, we don't even need to talk about construction. I could talk about the three topics you were discussing, the weather, <laughs> the weather, okay, fa- fathers, and then uh, dogs. I have a nine-year-old lab. Do you really? Oh, really? Jake. Uh, All right. Both my daughters are back east. One's in Boston and one's in Washington with suffering through the weather. Uh, and so we've got a lot of things in common. That's pretty crazy the, the back Polar there. Express. You. Yeah, I mean it's 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 unbelievable. And also joining us today is our um, I know we should we call him uh, draftsman extraordinaire, Kevin Fulkerson from R thirty eight Design Cornerstone Design. Kevin, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Steve. Happy to be here. Um, you know, a lot of people call me an architect. You know, I know. Just don't call me a licensed architect. Oh, oh okay. Oh, the other A word. Okay. <laughs> I just, the other I A word. I do the same thing. I just charge less money. So. Oh, I see. Okay. All right. Well, Kevin usually takes great care of all our drawings that we need to do, and we wanted to have him here because obviously, you know, dealing with uh, plans and things like that, as well as contractors, uh, he's got a wealth of knowledge when it comes to those areas and we wanted to tie that in along with our discussion with bill this morning about you know the register of contractors and there's a lot of stuff going on with uh the register of contractors bill why don't you get us up to speed on uh some of the things that you've done uh this summer i'm sure that you've been very busy you well we've been really busy but let me just digress for a second if i could uh register of contractors is one of the oldest state agencies uh, established in 1931 by the legislature uh, I'm appointed uh, by the governor and serve at the pleasure of the governor. Uh, our responsibility pursuant to statute is to make sure basically we have honest, ethical, 
competent contractors in Arizona uh, to protect the health and safety of the, of the people of Arizona. Uh, been really busy. Uh, we've been doing a lot of things. We uh, went through a rulemaking process and actually did uh, what a lot of people talk about, you know, streamlining, streamlining government and reducing regulation. And we did that by uh, reducing the number of licenses we had in Arizona. We had 238 la license classifications and ultimately we'll reduce those to 106. Uh, we went with the subject matter experts to see which ones we could combine. Uh, Arizona was the only state that had basically three license uh, classifications. We had a dual license, commercial, and then residential. So if you wanted to be a painter, you had to get both a commercial license and a residential license uh, and pay for that with your license fees in order to paint, whether it was an office like we're sitting in today or paint your house. And so we looked at the ones we thought we could consolidate. And uh, again, we did that and reduced uh, the categories from 238, ultimately 106. And uh, we reduced the fees because the, the contractors don't have to come and pay for both a commercial license and a residential license. They can get just one license. And we again, we didn't change the ones that require a distinction. I mean, if you're putting up a major you know, bridge over the freeway. We didn't combine those, but the basic ones uh, that we thought we could uh, with the uh, going uh, both uh, inside the agency and outside the agency with subject matter experts. So pretty proud of that uh, again. And uh, every week I get a list. Uh, my, my chief of staff brings in a list of uh, the refunds that we're issuing. And you'd be surprised if the contractors come to the come down to pay their license fees and they think it's going to be, you know, eight or nine hundred dollars. And we say, no, it's five fifty. And they look at us like we're from another planet because, <laughs> uh, you know, how often does that happen? And so we're I'm pr pretty proud of that. Yeah. The government asking for less. That's unique. <laughs> yeah, we sure. should be very proud. <laughs> Thank, we are. All my staff work very hard on it. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, I know we we went through I was uh, when we got the notification because ours just recently came up for a new renewal and I had to go through that. She explained the whole process to me, what we, we were doing, why we were doing it. And obviously it, it, it's less, less red tape in the long run. Well, it is. And we also uh, will look now at uh, if a contractor comes from another state, try to break down those barriers. Uh, if a contractor comes from another state, it's been a contractor there for years We'll look to see whether or not we can waive the, uh, the, the portion of the license that deals with the construction. Uh, we, you have to take, uh, again, that's why it's so important to hire licensed contractors because before they receive a license in Arizona, they have to take uh, you know, a uh, test uh, and make sure that they have uh, expertise in the area they want to uh, participate in. You know, if you want to be a plumber or electrician, you know, lay concrete, whatever. Uh, and then they also have to take a business test. And we can waive the construction test uh, if the test is similar in, in another state. So we look at the test, let's say, from California or Arkansas or Nevada to see if the test questions are similar to ours. And if, if, if they are, we'll waive the, the construction test. We won't waive the business test because obviously our state statutes uh, concerning business workman's comp, et cetera, are different than other states. But we will waive the uh, construction test, which is a barrier to entry, and that will provide more competition. Well, that, that's, that's important because I know with a lot of people come across here, they want to be able to get to work right away. But I think co contractors coming into the state of Arizona that are know they're going to be coming here or maybe they're expanding here from other states need to know that you, know, you need to get your licenses in order, obviously. Yeah, they do. They need to make, just because you're licensed in California, it doesn't mean you can come to Arizona and start contracting. You need to get a license with us, and we'll 
do the same review that we do uh, on any application, but if they are qualified, then we'll, we, can, we will waive uh, the construction test. That's important. Hey, Steve? Yes. I have a question on that. Um, Bill, remember about three years ago we had the big storm. A lot of out-of-state guys were coming in, and local contractors were hiring them as roofers or hiring, hiring roofers from out-of-state. How do, are those guys handled now? Would they have to become employees of the local contractor or, and or go get their own license? Well, you know, we call them the storm chasers, and, right. and they're, they're chasing, you know, storms. Uh, we had a hailstorm just recently, actually. You were talking about a couple of years ago. We had one a couple this summer up at uh, Tatum and Greenway. Uh, mm-hmm. And, no, they have to be licensed. Uh, you, you can't lend a license. A, a licensed contractor in Arizona can't lend a license to a contractor from another state. And so they have to be one of two things. They have to be licensed in Arizona, or they have to be an employee of an Arizona contractor. And that means that that contractor has to take out, you know, uh, Social Security and withholding, right. uh, state and federal income tax withholding, and they can't just give them a 1099. And so uh, we look at those things, and uh, we will investigate, uh, you know, if, we, if we're if we given a, uh, uh, receive a complaint, and we'll investigate, and we have licensed investigators. Um, a lot of them are former law enforcement. Uh, we have both uh, construction investigators and criminal investigators, and we will look at that, but they have to be licensed, and it's illegal to uh, Arizona contractor to loan their license to another uh, an out-of-state contractor. And we, try, and, we, and we try to be on the front end. You know, uh, what we've done is we've gone out in those neighborhoods, went up to, like I said, the Greenway-Tatum area last summer, and then, there was an, and then out in Mesa uh, where the, uh, there was significant hail damage and a storm. And we go out in those neighborhoods now, and we patrol and we saturate those neighborhoods to try to, on the front end, prevent victims from being re-victimized, meaning they've already had their homes damaged because of the weather. We don't want them then to hire an unlicensed contractor or an out-of-state contractor right. and, and then be victimized. So we go out there with, with both marked and unmarked cars, saturate those areas with our and, make, and hand out our cards, and we actually put up signs in those areas now, you know, make sure you hire a licensed contractor so we can prevent the injury from occurring on the front end. And so we're, we're proactive. Now, Bill, one of the things that I've noticed during those times is the insurance become, companies become inflexible. They'll say, no, you're going to use this guy from out of state to take care of the house. And that may that creates a problem with some of these insurance companies. They need to be told you have to use an Arizona licensed contractor. Well, give, give us a call. I mean, if an insurance company is actually telling a homeowner to use an out-of-state uh, contractor that's not licensed in Arizona, that's illegal, and uh, we will investigate that, and, if, and, and wherever the facts take us, we'll, we'll prosecute uh, or make a referral to the county attorney or the city prosecutor if appropriate. But again, we want to we educate and to make mm-hmm. sure that they don't hire uh, an out-of-state contractor uh, that, because that is illegal. Right. Within the changes you've made, are there provisions now where the homeowner, if they hire a non-licensed contractor, can get I think it's already been in the, I think you told us last time, which a few months ago, it's in there, but are, is, it, is the ROC going to start enforcing that where if a homeowner starts contracts with a non-licensed contractor, that it's not just the contractor that gets in trouble? Well, what we'll do is we'll, we, we, we have a letter that goes out that notifies the, the homeowner that, you know, it's illegal to hire a uh, unlicensed contractor. Now we do have the handyman exemption, and we, right? And we know that's uh, again that's by statute. It's not something that I've made up or just decided on my own. It's by state statute that uh, the handyman exemption is what it's called is is a thousand dollars or less. You don't have to be a licensed contractor, but there's exceptions to the exceptions. Meaning if it deals with health or safety, 
you then still have to hire a licensed contractor. Or if the city requires a permit, even if it's mm-hmm. even if it's fifty dollars, you've got to hire a licensed contractor. So there's the thousand dollars, but then there's the exception to that, meaning right. if it, the city or county requires a permit, you've got to have a licensed contractor. Or if it deals with health or safety, electricity or gas, again, it makes kind of sense that you have to hire a licensed contractor no matter what the dollar amount. Right. And, and, and everybody can go to our uh, website, you know, uh, azrock, rock is R-O-C dot gov, and look at this. It's on there in more detail. All right, we're going to take a short break. On the flip side, we're going to be talking more with Bill Mundell from the Arizona Register of Contractors. And more of your questions right here on Image Home Improvement Live. Don't go away. If your garage door is acting up, maybe needing an adjustment or just a new door opener, A Better Look Garage Door Company. It's not just a name. A Better Look Garage Door is a promise. When it's time to give your garage door a better look, make your next call to A Better Look Garage Door Company, 602-743-4028. Don't wait. Call the owner, Tom, right now, 602-743-4028. A Better Look Garage Door Company is a veteran-owned family business serving the Phoenix area. A Better Look Garage Door Company. You're listening to the Double Wide Network, where you can host your own radio show. If you're looking for a way to get out your message, welcome to the future. Dave Pratt's Double Wide Network offers you the opportunity to use our state-of-the-art studio to create your very own radio show. Our experienced and helpful production staff will help you every step of the way. Our free mobile app allows your listeners to take your show with them and play it live or on demand. Even if you're not in Arizona, we've got you covered with Skype technology so you can broadcast from anywhere in the world. Whether you're in it to grow your business, make a statement, deliver a message, or just have fun hosting your own show, the Double Wide Network can make it happen. The Double Wide Network always has your show ready to go. For more information, just visit us at doublewidenetwork.com. Being in the home improvement business for over 23 years, I have seen my share of bad paint jobs. Hi, this is Steve Dubell. Homeowners become frustrated when the thrill of that low price fades, as does the quality of work completed. How can you tell if the paint job on your house was done right? Because you chose phoenixhousepainting.com. Residential or commercial, interior or exterior, no job is too big or too small. They are the only company in the Valley that offers a 10-year warranty. PhoenixHousePainting.com should be your choice. I know they are mine. Don't wait. Call today, 623-322-4640, or find them on the web at PhoenixHousePainting.com. This is Tiffany Hunter, host of the Home Hunter Sunday mornings on ABC 15, and you're listening to Image Home Improvement Live on the Double Wide Network. All right, we are back, and you are listening to Image Home Improvement Live right here on the Double White Network, and we're speaking with Bill Mundell from the Arizona Register of Contractors along with Kevin Fulkerson from R38 Design and back from his away mission, <laughs> Dan Hayden from DEC, Bill, DEC Inspections. And, you know, Bill, one of the things that I'm sure if one of your people are out in the field, 
uh, happens to walk up to um, a homeowner or possibly uh, a, a proclaimed contractor and said, um, hey, what are you doing over here? They'll come around and say something like this. You didn't build that. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> no. it, that's what happens because a lot of times people, I find so many, every week, it just amazes me what I find with um, the way people uh, do remodeling contracting. One instance I got to share with you because this is, this is if, I, if, if I had... Uh, in my younger days, if I had all the hair I had in my younger days, I'd be scratching it out after I saw this. I look, we we um, we demoed a a garage conversion that was supposedly um, permitted because the record show Kevin checked the record showed that this was done at this particular house. When we stripped the drywall out because we were going to do some additional remodeling, we found that the garage when it was converted and permitted. They left the garage door in the openings where they used to be and framed around it, and they put windows in. Cut Just cut holes in the garage And they just door. cut yeah. holes in the garage well, door. It had been permitted as it was, this, it was this, the model office. Yeah. So it had been permitted as a garage. Then they went in and got a permit to do it as a sales office. So it was legal and we're assuming yeah. they did what they did, although I still don't understand cutting holes in the garage <laughs> no, doors. I don't. The false walls were there to be taken out after the sales thing was done, but it was just left in place. Yeah. And then someone used it as a bedroom. So right. it, just because something was permitted doesn't mean it was done right. It was never intended to be permanent. Yeah. It was supposed to be Temporary. removed. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I just couldn't believe it. Because yeah. the first thing I told Kevin, he's like, I, I don't believe somebody would waste a garage door exactly. by cutting a hole in it. And that's right. the room that had two and, and ceilings did, and, in it. Yeah, and then they did it twice. Yeah, they had two two ceiling levels in that house. If I remember right, when I walked through and took a look. Well, yeah, at but it. when this when the false ceiling when we took the false ceiling down, we found out that the ceiling levels initially were not the same height because the front part of that that area in the garage there's a walk, was, deck, up above, there's yeah. a walk deck up above. So the rafters are actually bigger. So therefore it came down lower in one area. So the roof's got a little jog in it initially. Well, that's the same room that led into the air handler and, and oh, a water yeah. heater that yeah. had no way to have yeah. access. That was another That beauty. was the same one that got permitted. We're going to share some of those pictures with you on our Facebook page but, and but our speaking website. Of, speaking of criminal things, I was just looking at the, our, the ROC uh, website with some of your uh, current, we want, we want a piece of these guys. <laughs> 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 it's just one guy that you've already arrested. Almost looks like that one guy in Catch a Contractor. Looks like he's about, about that bald and about that wide. <laughs> oh, Dan. <laughs> the guy that waddled like a penguin? <laughs> you, you know, Dan, that's a good point. We have uh, you know, on the website you know, our most wanted, but we also have on the website a list of all the uh, contractors that we've convicted uh, for uh, contracting without a license that people can go on our website. It's got a, like I said, it's got a lot of good information on there, azrock.gov again. And you can look at all the convictions that have taken place on uh, folks that have been convicted of, of contracting without a license uh, for people that are thinking about hiring contractors, do their due diligence, go on our website, look to see if the contractor's licensed, see how long they've been in business, see how many complaints they have. Uh, those are the licensed contractors. And on the other side of the coin, we have the where you can look to see who's been convicted. Yeah, there's a, that's an interesting cast of characters you have up there. 
Let's, well, let's, you, let's put it this way. They're not going to be trying out for Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> that's for sure. No, the Dancing with the Bars. <laughs> yeah, Dancing with the Bars. That's true. Oh, my God. It's, it, it, it's one of the things that we try and share with everybody on the radio every week where we talk about uh, actually making sure that you use the right contractor for the right project. Don't let your landscaper paint your house because I don't care how good he is. If, God forbid, something goes wrong and you let this person come on your suppose this gentleman, and we see this all the time, Bill, where you turn around and you let somebody come in who maybe is a friend, they know how, they say they know how to do what they do, and they very well may. But the point is they come out to your property, and as soon as they come out to your property, they don't have any insurance. You're liable for them if they fall. If something happens to them, suppose he's up on a ladder and he's painting the side of your house or doing the fascia board, he falls off the ladder, right? He's got no insurance. He's got he's got no entity. What, what do you think? And suppose he has no money to pay for his medical bills. Who do you think he's going to go after? You. He's going to come after you. And then it's then that friendship's going to go south. Well, we talked about that a little bit earlier where we talked about having 106 licenses. So that's your point, Steve, of you don't want to hire a you know plumber to do electrical work. Yep. Uh, you don't want to hire you know, uh, an, air, an air conditioning person to do roofing work. So you make sure you, A, hire a licensed contractor, and B, make sure that you hire them uh, in the uh, in the skill or the construction area that you want performed on your house. And, and that's very important uh, to do. You know, one of the other things, too, that you want to share with everybody, too, is if you um, are paying someone money to do this project that's going to be working on your house, Make sure that you don't give them more money than you see work for. Like, for instance, no one should ever ask for more than 50% up front. I don't care. And if you pay them, do not pay them cash. No. For sure. I mean, how many weeks, Dan, we watched Catch a Contractor. With, well, we paid him everything yeah, already. Oh, they paid him. Well, even last week, they paid him almost the entire amount of money, and he hadn't even done a stick of work yet. And then he came in. He had, there was because there's no accountability. Right. I mean, mm. I don't care if he's your best friend. He's got to have some accountability to make sure that the guy does his work and you pay him for the work that was completed, not for the work you think he's going to do. You and, know, and, Steve, another area you can protect yourself on is if you're doing a big job, you can actually, let's say you get a price and you've agreed to the guy's price. You can say, okay, I don't care what you're paying for materials, but... I want the materials ordered in my name. I will pay for them because I've agreed to your price. They'll be delivered to me. That way they're mine. So because you can pay you can pay a contractor for materials, but if he doesn't pay for them and uses them, then you can get a lien on your property. But if you've actually paid for the materials yourself with the lumber, the concrete, with the concrete company, that type of thing, you can avoid that because you're not saying, well, I want to know your price to see if you're giving me a good deal. And you said, no, I've agreed to your price of X amount of dollars, but I'm paying for the materials and I'll give you draws against labor, whether it be weekly. You know, it's okay to give something up front, but I'd say if you give them fifty percent, you're you're in the wrong. Yeah. You shouldn't. I think twenty five is a max, but usually ten to fifteen is enough to get a guy started. And sometimes you want to wait. Hey, the day you show up to start, I'll I'll hand you a check right then. So if you're moving dumpster stuff in, look, I'll pay for the dumpster. I'll I'll put it on my card because I've got a I got a call the other day from a dumpster company about a job that was two years ago. That I, I don't even know the client themselves was paying, but somehow my number was on there, and, and they were paying all the bills that, that themselves. And for some reason, something didn't get paid, but they're still calling. So two years later, that company has a bill. Now they'll put a lien on the house. 
But you, that's one thing to be area be careful. And if you're doing a big job, you pay for the materials, the appliances, the lumber, the, the things that are physical, so that this guy walks, you've at least got possession of those materials. Well, you've got to also keep in mind, too, the, looking at it from the contractor's point of view, if the homeowner buys all the materials, then the only thing that they're going to be liable for is the labor. They can't, right. they will not, be, they won't be liable for any of the materials that you purchase. So if somebody goes out and buys their own plumbing fixtures and the fixture goes bad, okay, they're going to, they'll warranty the labor, but they're going to have to go back out and buy the fixtures well, themselves. Right. But here's a way to handle that. And, and we've used one subcontractor who allows this, uh, one of our framers. He'll go ahead and order them. He'll, he'll, he'll do the takeoff. He'll order the materials because now if he's ordering them, then the lumber company is going to deal with him if there's a shortage or an issue with some bad lumber. Because you as a homeowner, you go buy your own lumber, guess who's not going to get good service? Because you've bought one time where this guy's bought multiple times. Yeah, right. Exactly. So, and we, so if you can have the contract say, I'll, you tell me what you know the materials. You go buy the plumbing materials at a plumbing supply as opposed to a box store, which is a lower grade, which a lot of people don't understand. They, they do sell lower grades under the same you know, mowing or whoever exactly. it is. They make a homeowner grade. You go put them up there, I'll pay for them. But that way he's responsible. He gets, if there's a problem, he's going to return it. Most contractors don't have a problem because now they're not putting out money and have to come back and collect it. So that, that's one way to handle yeah, that. That's true. Bill, yeah. do you find that a lot of people, um, th that the, the rate of finding these unlicensed contractors doing work, has, has, it, has it gone down? Are we making an impact here? Well, we're, uh, we've increased our... Um, investigations. I, a couple of years ago, I hired a former a lieutenant from Glendale PD as my chief of investigation. So like I said, we've really uh, are emphasizing going after uh, unlicensed contractors and uh, the licensed contractors that are the bad guys. And I, I do want to say that it's a very small percentage, uh, you know, 1% uh, of our contractors in any given year uh, get a complaint uh, or 3% and then 1% get three or more. So it's a really small percentage of the licensed contractors uh, that get complaints, but we're really emphasizing going after the, the unlicensed uh, activity. If I could just digress for a second, sure. you, you all talked about a lot of good things. Uh, and, and again, go to, go to our website because we always recommend you get three bids on any project. You know, you, you, you ask for references. Depending on how much money you're going to spend, it's going to be one of your biggest expenditures, you know, in your, in your life. If you have an opportunity, go look at some of the contractor's previous work. You know, as you indicated, we say don't ever pay in cash. You know, make sure you write a check and write on there what it's for. Don't pay everything uh, up front. Do it in, inc in increments as the, as the work is performed. Um, and, and, and those are we have a lot of good uh, suggestions again on our website kind of the one through ten on what to do when you're thinking about hiring a contractor and I won't go through all of them but the bottom line is if, if you get somebody coming door to door be very careful about hiring them we talked about uh, the storm chasers but we also have what are called the travelers and they come from especially this time of year mm -hmm. they lo they leave back east where the cold climate is they come out here and they usually say hey I was just down the street doing a job I've got some leftover <laughs> materials I'd let, uh, you know, yeah. and I've got a bridge. I'll sell you, right? right. And, and 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 I got a great, yeah, exactly. I got a great deal for you. And I always say, I mean, they're usually very smooth talkers, dressed nicely. A lot of times they have uniforms on, brand new pickup truck. But I'd be very, very careful about the uh, somebody coming door to door soliciting your uh, business and construction uh, for your home. 
I mean, you could take their information, but don't make any commitments right then and there because give it some time. Go check them out. And, that's, and Steve, that's a really good point. You know, a lot of times they'll have a business card. The law requires that a licensed contractor put their license number and their name on any materials, whether it's a contract or their business card. And so what we suggest you do is look on our website to make sure that the phone number on the business card is the phone number or the address they have with the agency because what we're seeing also is they'll get a business card and they'll take somebody else's license and put a, a licensed uh, number on there uh, and, and with their phone number, their, their cell phone, as opposed to the licensed business's uh, accurate and, and uh, cell phone number or business number. So check on our website. Uh, and just because they have a business card, uh, still check. Yeah, absolutely. All right, we're going to take a short break. On the other side, we've got more great information for you. If you are experiencing a problem with a contractor, please make sure you give us a call, 480-421-0640, or email us, steve at imagehomeimprovement.com. We'll make sure we get the information over to Bill, or just go on azrock.gov, and you can actually contact and see all the information there. One way or another, we're here to help, so don't go away. Nice shot. Thanks. This room is awesome. Yeah, Debbie and I wanted a rec room, and with the way property values keep going, who can afford to buy a new place? Tell me about it. So we just had Steve over at Image Home Improvement and close the patio and make the shelf for the TV, so... So take your next shot. (laughs) Right. What about your family room? Yeah, but the kids are always playing their video games and everyone watches TV in there. I wanted my own space, and I've always wanted a pool table. How'd you talk Debbie into it? She uses it more than I do. Cheryl and I love the outside. Do you think we could just get the patio screened in? Sure. Image Home Improvement just did the Johnson's house. They love it. No mosquitoes. Exactly. And Chris says they're enjoying their outside a lot more at night. You should do it. Just go to imagehomeimprovement.com. The name says it all. Steve came over, gave us an estimate, and, well, you see how it looks. Can't tell it wasn't here the whole time. Yep. Your shot. Image Home Improvement. Add to your space and close your patio. Go to imagehomeimprovement.com. Most of us have our charity of choice that we give from the heart to support. Did you ever wonder, where does the money go? How much do I really know about the charity I support? Where can I go and learn more about these nonprofit organizations? Every Monday at 1 p.m., the Nonprofit Journal Live with Dee Simula is your source for this information. Know the report before you support. Donate wisely, not just from the heart. Remember, Mondays at 1 p.m., the Nonprofit Journal Live with Dee Simula on the Double White Network. Sometimes you start a project with great intentions, and then it keeps getting bigger, and nothing makes sense, and it grows out of control. So how do you get all the parts and pieces in sync together? We will, we will. Fix it. Image Home Improvement. When it's time to call in a professional, go to imagehomeimprovement.com. This is Chris Grundy, host of DIY Network's Cool Tools. Now, if you need home improvement help, you need to listen to Image Home Improvement Live with Steve Dubell every Saturday morning, baby. Woo! S-O-S-B, My fellow Americans, as we face unprecedented economic struggles, I want to offer a handout to the homeowners of Phoenix. 
not a monetary handout. Those are for giant corporations who mismanage themselves to the brink of extinction. To the homeowners of Phoenix, I want to offer this handout of advice. You're screwed and you're on your own. So do yourself a favor and tune into Image Home Improvement Live with Steve Dubell every Saturday morning from 8 to 9 a.m. Hey, Bo, Bo, get, hey, get, get off my leg. Hey, stop it, you dumb mutt. <laughs> Bo is at it again. <laughs> Lexi, you never heard that, have you? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that, that's words from our president, and we've, we've listened to him for six-plus years now. That's right. <laughs> but uh, hopefully maybe by the next election, he'll have, uh, he'll have Bo, Bo under control. You think so? I, I sure hope so. doesn't take that long to train a dog. <laughs> that's for sure. That, that's another show. But that's another show. That's right. <laughs> All right. We are here with Bill Mundell, and we're talking uh, Arizona Register of Contractors and all the good things that go with it, how we could help you with your problem. And, you know, Dan, one of the things that, um, again, as we say, all contractors, even though you're licensed, doesn't mean that you know what the heck you're doing. And even though you've got that license, and I remember one one instance, in fact, that uh, we were called because there was some issues with a contractor who actually had plans. I don't know how they approved what the plans looked like, but that's neither here nor there. But the way it was supposed to be attached to the existing house, when we got there, the house was virtually... Um, we didn't have to have 12-foot sliding doors to bring the outside in and the inside out because the way it was framed and connected to the house, there was, there was open areas all over the place separated by plastic. I Does, mean, Was that the one that I went out on that had the... Uh, the it looked uh, like three garages on the back of the house. Yeah, yeah it was uh, you know, like a double going. And uh, the other thing is, is every... Stud was a different distance from the last one. Exactly. It was progressive. And there was no rhyme or reason <laughs> with pre-treated lumber used on used on the concrete, on the floor for the sill plate. I mean, it was just, it just didn't make sense. And then that big hole at the center, the pour of the water into the house. I love that. Oh, one. yeah. Well, that was where the drain was supposed to go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, but again, they had plans, but the homeowner, I don't, I, I, where they went bad, I think, was the fact that it didn't. It didn't. The, the design of it was completely wrong. Well, you don't pour the stem of the house up on top of the uh, sewer clean out. No, I mean, no, no, was, no, no, no. Again, you know, and that is, and that is one reason, Dan, that you're busy because you know you get calls from homeowners that are building homes that they want a third party to actually go in there and and check it. Their mistakes are my job security. Ex- exactly. I mean, and you bring it to their attention. Bill's laughing. He's <laughs> laughing. <laughs> but, but it's the truth. It is. It's the truth because you wind up finding things that maybe the, maybe the employee did for the contractor, but didn't, it didn't make it along the way. And you've got to also watch out because sometimes, you know, you some inspectors that come out, you get – it's almost like they're – even though they're all licensed and they all know what they're doing, but they're some are more picky about certain things than others. And also, it's called the depth of experience. Yeah, it's, well, that's, a great that's way the to biggest it. part of yeah. it is, is the amount of experience. 
Uh, do you actually let a TPR blow straight into a standpipe that's stuck out? So if it does blow off, everybody's fa- everybody's get in the room gets scalded from the water heater. Well, you yeah, know that picture I sent you earlier this week. Yeah. Now, for uh, those of you special. who wonder what the heck Dan is talking about, <laughs> okay, you have a line that runs off your hot water heater that's supposed to run out. Side and, and down and, and to down the, to the ground within it, six inches of grade. Exactly. Okay. So what happened was, I guess <laughs> I don't know, but what, what uh, maybe they ran out of copper line again. I have no idea. It and they was just, in the back room. All that do is go down and straight out that back uh, wall uh, again. <laughs> knowing what the heck you're doing is so important. I mean, I just it just blows my mind. It it it's the things that you see that make for good talk about home improvement because. I mean, I know, Kevin, you've seen some stuff that just kind of like really warps your brain as well. That's why his hair turned white. your head, yeah. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you don't know. Go, what, what were you thinking? He is only 25 and he has brown hair. It's That's turned right. white permanent. Well, he's only 25? I, I, I've aged since I've been in this industry. Wait, can, can you tell me what spa he's going to? Because I want to go see him. <laughs> it's guys like, guys like uh, well, I shouldn't say image. There's, there are contractors out there. That, <laughs> Thanks, Kevin. No, not image, but there are contractors out there that give you white hair. Oh yeah, and you just wonder. But there's what homeowners out there that do that too. Well, homeowners definitely do that. They uh, yeah, they're always fun to work with. But some things too are, are you get false information. Um, homeowners get they'll interview one or two contractors or talk to their friends, and that's a big one. That oh, you should do this or you can't do that. And, and I go in places all the time, and people they don't really have a clue about what they can and can't do. And and, and people talk to them, well, you can't open up that wall because it's a bearing wall. I'm going with. Well, have you heard of a beam or a girder truss? I mean, there's ways to do things. Mm-hmm. And there's almost always a way you can do something. Some right. of it takes more money. Well, you remember the one the one that we did. Remember the one we did about a year ago that where they wanted to open up their kitchen wall had that two story opening. We had to we had to dig out for new footers, put that yeah. giant beam in across. Well, Once that was open and it was finished, it looked beautiful. But there are people then you were able to have a level ceiling going all the exactly. way out. But there are people who say, oh, well, you, we can do that. we got to put in a beam so you're going to have a drop down. And, and that's my <laughs> first clue that a contractor either hasn't done enough investigation or he really isn't experienced enough. Doesn't mean he's a, not a good contractor for what he does, but if he's not experienced enough, at least to go, you know what, we need to check with somebody, an engineer or a designer or somebody that's familiar with this, and let's see if it can be done. You've yeah. you got to investigate the situation because a lot of times you can do – a lot of things, like I say, money can can fix a lot of things. But it, it is it, you know, are you where do you want to? Do you want it at doing additional? It looks like an addition, or is it going to be part of? Like looks like it was there it's from gotta, the beginning. That's and that's the way that's the way we do it. Because if it doesn't look like it came with the house, that that reflects on me as a contractor. Because I want people to walk in there right. and say, "Where did you add on?" That's my best compliment. Well, you, you remember the, we also went on one too. That and another caution is. Get more than one opinion. We went out to a house, and the guy said, um, my house is the, the addition somebody had done years ago was, was settling and pulling away from the house. And he had an engineer come out there and, and basically gave him a report that said that. But when we walked around, we said, where's all the foundation cracks? There was not one crack in the foundation. And, and what it came out to be was, because if you get settling, you're going to see cracks or, and pulling away. But his floor, he said, well, if I put a ball here, it rolls across the floor. What had happened when they built it? Floor wasn't level. Yep, Somebody didn't exactly. check level on it. And I've seen that more than once where people go, oh, our houses, we have settling issues. And I'm going, well, how do you know that? Well, we saw this crack in the foundation. And you go out there and go, but there's no separation in the drywall. Nothing's pulling away. There's no vertical separation. Sometimes concrete cracks. If you, if you can invent concrete that doesn't crack, you'll be, you'll be a gazillionaire because everybody will want it. 
but concrete cracks. Rebar doesn't always stop it from cracking, but people think that. And people say, well, we want to put rebar in the slab. I'm going, why? Will it prevent concrete prevent from cracking? I said, no, it won't. It, it, you may minimize it. You may help. But the, really the best foundation is a post-tension. But when you start talking about those things, they just don't have the education. And, and sometimes they've talked to a friend or this person, and, well, they yeah. had this happen. So all the rest of the billions of people in the world – you know, that didn't have that happen. So you got to do some investigation. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and those are all good points. And as we've talked about, uh, you know, we, we recommend you get three bids. And uh, not only is it common sense to get it in writing, but it's required by state statute. The state statute requires that uh, licensed contractors give to the homeowner everything in writing. There are certain elements that have to be in the contract pursuant to statute. And so it, it, it will hopefully you'll be uh, – comparing apples and apples and not apples to oranges on the examples that Kevin and uh, Steve have been talking about to make sure that you're uh, on the same wavelength with the homeowner. And, again, if it sounds too good to be true, it, it may be in the lowest prices and always the best construction. Well, you know, Bill, in, in that light in a contract, I see a lot of things. And just because somebody writes them on paper doesn't mean it's a bad deal. But I get people, they say, oh, i got a bid of 20000 to do this work. I say, what does it include? Well, it includes what we told them. What did you tell them? It, it does it say, does it include paint, insulation? Does it include fixtures? Are you buying those? Who's doing what? And when you start listing these down, they'll get three bids, but none of them are the same. You're not talking apples to apples. And you've got to be able to know what you want or at least ask the right questions. And it doesn't mean that just because Mike Holmes said it has to be this way that he's absolutely right. He does a lot of good things. And just because he does it one way doesn't mean it's the only right way. I've, I've caught him several times that I just said, well, here's how I do it. There are other ways. But he said, well, this is the way to do it. There are multiple ways to do things that all can be correct. But there, if you don't know what you want in the first place, how do you know your bid's correct? And the other part is, what end of the country are you in? Because there's different oh, man, types of standards. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, Mr. Holmes is in Canada. They do things different, eh? Exactly. Well, that, and I get people going out, well, we're going to buy this set of plans off the internet. And I said, then what are you going to do with them? Put them, hang them on the wall and look at them? <laughs> well, what, we can get them. Frame you know, them. They've gotten a bid from a couple people and sometimes an architect who they charge more because they go through school and get a license. It doesn't mean they're any better than a designer or you scratching it out on paper. But when you look at plans on the internet, typically you're looking at plans that were done many, many years ago. And I tell people, before you buy those plans, number one, find out if they're on paper. I can't reproduce paper. Everything's CAD now. It's on computer. So I have to redraw it. So you're paying me to redo the plans again. And, and the disc you get, a lot of times, if it's an old home, you still have to redo everything. The details don't match. They're not up to current code. So I'll tell people, take a snapshot of that you know, footprint, and we'll recreate it the way you want it. Then it's yeah. your home, not somebody else's. That's the other thing. You're buying a home that somebody else did. If you're going to build a new home, is that really you want somebody else's design? You can take parts and pieces from everything, but you see people make these mistakes because they think they're saving a couple bucks, you know, but they're really saving pennies and spiting dollars. Yeah, that's true. All right, we're going to take a short break. On the flip side, we're going to come back and we're going to talk a little more with Bill and Kevin, and we definitely want to share with you uh, a quick review on the process of filing a claim if you have a problem with a contractor. So stay tuned. You're listening to Image Home Improvement Live right here on the Double Wide Network. You're listening to the Double Wide Network where you can host your own radio show. If you're looking for a way to get out your message, welcome to the future. 
Dave Pratt's Double Wide Network offers you the opportunity to use our state-of-the-art studio to create your very own radio show. Our experienced and helpful production staff will help you every step of the way. Our free mobile app allows your listeners to take your show with them and play it live or on demand. Even if you're not in Arizona, we've got you covered with Skype technology so you can broadcast from anywhere in the world. Whether you're in it to grow your business, make a statement, deliver a message, or just have fun hosting your own show, the Double Wide Network can make it happen. The Double Wide Network always has your show ready to go. For more information, just visit us at doublewidenetwork.com. When you buy a car, you want to see that car's history, whether it's new or used. Why should buying a home be any different? DEC Inspections can provide you with the inspection you need to have peace of mind when purchasing your next home. Call today, 602-308-8722. That's A good game plan is key to success. The same goes for your home improvement projects. This is Steve Dubell. Let me help you plan your next home improvement strategy Saturday mornings, 8 to 9 a.m. on Image Home Improvement Live right here on the Double Wide Network. This is Jimmy Johnson, NASCAR driver of the number 48 Lowe's Chevrolet. You're listening to Image Home Improvement Live. All right, it's Saturday. We're excited, and it, Homer's excited too. Dan, <laughs> watch uh, out! No, maybe he's maybe he maybe he found the right contractor he needs to use for his house. No, that's a good possibility. <laughs> it's true. Obviously, when you and and the other good thing too, you know, all the things that we've been talking about today with Kevin and Bill. Uh, what does it do for you when you know that you do things the right way? I mean, why is the why is the Arizona Register contractors there? Why does Bill do what he does? Because He's here to help the public, the homeowners, to actually get them to do, the contractors to make sure that they do the right thing so that when you go home and after you get your work done, like I always tell my clients, I want to be able to do it the right way and go home and sleep at night knowing that I did my best for you in the best way I know how. And if you do that, I guarantee you, if you are a contractor listening to us today, that you will have a very happy client along with um, you won't have any uh, claims coming against you, especially, or complaints, I should say, coming against you. But, Bill, how does that complaint process work um, if a homeowner actually look, has a problem and it just can't seem to rectify it? with a, And I can't, I'm still scratching my head because I can't understand why any reputable contractor wouldn't try and make the customer happy if there was an issue. Well, you'd be surprised. I mean, we get, you know, at peak in 2008, 2009, we received over 10,000 complaints against licensed contractors. Uh, because of the downturn in the economy, we'll probably receive 4,500 this year. But even so, that's 4,500 uh, complaints against licensed contractors that, that we will investigate. That doesn't even include the complaints that we investigate against unlicensed. But we've talked about a lot of the, good, the reasons to hire a licensed contractor. One of the ones that we haven't discussed is probably the most important is that we have a recovery fund. Uh, we're one of 13 states that has a recovery fund, which is a restitution fund for homeowners that hire licensed contractors. It's only available 
to homeowners if they hire a licensed contractor. If they hire an unlicensed contractor, they can't uh, apply to the recovery fund and recover money. So if you have a bad experience uh, with a contractor, whether they take your money and abandon the project or whether they do poor or shoddy work, uh, you can uh, tap into that recovery fund and receive up to $30,000, a check, one check and at one time for $30,000. Now let me talk a little bit about the complaint process. If we receive a complaint, a homeowner uh, can file a complaint against a licensed contractor, go on our website again, azrock.gov, pull up the complaint form, fill it out. It requires a lot of, you know, all the information, your name, their name, the name of the contractor, the, the time of the, con- of the contract, et cetera. Uh, but we always emphasize make sure when you file that complaint that you read the instructions carefully and attach a copy of the contract if you have it, canceled checks, uh, receipts, uh, credit card statements if you have them. Because if you don't have those, uh, we, we A, will send it back and ask for it and, and reject it. And if, we, if you don't have any of that stuff, we can still investigate, but it obviously takes a lot longer to do that. We, we will then uh, send an investigator out to the homeowner's house contractor has a right you know to be out there they inspect and we 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 encourage settlement we encourage the contractor uh and and the homeowner to try to reach an agreement without us going uh, a step further uh in that process but our investigator will go out and determine whether they they think the contractor uh performed the work pursuant to the contract again they have to or did they if if we determine that they did then we'll close the complaint if we uh, determine there's a violation of the contract or they haven't lived up to workmanship standards then uh, we encourage settlement. If they don't settle, then we have the ultimate hammer of issuing a citation against the contractor, and then we, we have a, a, uh, a, a toolbox of disciplinary actions that we can take. We can suspend a license. We can revoke a license. I call that the death penalty. If you can imagine, if we revoke a license, <laughs> death penalty. <laughs> what else can you say? Well, you're taking the contractor's license, license away. away. You're revoking it. You're he's no longer he or she is no longer allowed to do uh, construction business in the state of Arizona. So we have this. We can send a letter of concern. So again, we have a toolbox full of disciplinary actions we can take. But ultimately, we can revoke, and that happens if usually when a contractor takes the money and abandons a project, even if it's a first offense. Yeah, I mean that's I mean that's serious. I mean, they people should not be just taking money and running away. I mean, you know, one of the things that um, we see a lot is uh, actually a, a client that I went to look at a home because she showed me the the complaint that she gave to the ROC. It just in the kitchen alone on the kitchen cabinetry that was installed, she had a page and a half of details that were wrong with it, and I gave her a bid to correct everything that they did. And it's miraculous how all of a sudden, with a little bit of um, connection with with your people, that all of a sudden things started getting done and they started getting done right, which was great for her that she was able to get her home restored because she had been fighting for at least eight or nine months until finally... She called me yeah. and I went in and did the initial evaluation of... How many yards of mess up we have? Here. Oh my God, it was just unbelievable. <laughs> my report was really long. <laughs> I know, and those are great stories. I mean, uh, and a, a lot of times, just the fact that they call us and we issue a letter saying we're going to come out and inspect, that gets the ball rolling for the contractor, or the original contractor, to do the job correctly. Hey, Bill, could you explain how the ROC process does protect the good contractor against the frivolous complaints and and something that can be resolved? Well, that, that's a great question. Um, one of the things that we've done, and you saw we've been b- busy in the last couple of years, is that we're no longer filing what I called frivolous complaints against the good contractors. Remember, remember, 
one uh, percent of our contractors receive three or more complaints in a given year, and uh, only three percent, uh, so ninety-seven percent aren't receiving any complaints in a given year. And so we will review a complaint, and uh, like I said, our investigators have construction experience and determine whether we think uh, there's a violation. If it's totally frivolous, in the old days, under the old process, even if it was totally frivolous, if the homeowner wanted us to issue a citation against a homeowner, I, I know it's hard to believe, we would issue it. And I, when I first got to the agency, I said, this doesn't make sense to me. This would be like a, an alleged victim saying that a crime occurred. The police go out and investigate it, determine no crime has occurred, and even though the, vic and even though the victim still wants the, the prosecution and the state to f file charges. And we're, so we're not doing that anymore. We're no longer issuing uh, frivolous citations. So our, our number is down from 36 percent uh, of complaints filed uh, where we issue a citation to 11 percent. But again, that's because we're going after the bad apples. Uh, we're, it's fair to the good contractors. We're reducing the frivolous complaints, and it enhances consumer protection, again, because we're going after the worst offenders, even if it's a first offense or repeat offender, because what would happen in the old days on the bad guys is we would look at each case in a vacuum, and if the contractor, bad apple contractor, went out and settled uh, as soon as the, the homeowner threatened to call us or actually did file a complaint, they would go settle. Mm -hmm. And so what we started doing is we started delving deeper into the, into the and not looking at each case in a vacuum to see if there was a pattern of behavior. And, uh, and when there's a pattern of behavior where they continue to take money from homeowners and don't do the job uh, correctly, then we'll uh, investigate and file a citation. But we're, we're again, uh, using our resources to go after the bad apples and leave the good contractors alone. That doesn't mean we might not write a letter and say, hey, we got this complaint, we're a little concerned about it. Uh, the typical example is they don't have all the elements uh, in their contract that's required by statute. There's a statute they can go online and look. Again, it's not something I've made up. It's what's been passed by the legislature that says each construction contract in the state of Arizona has to have these elements in it so the homeowner knows what they're doing, again, so they can compare apples and apples between contractors. Well, I think that's that's clear right up front for the homeowner and the contractor. Have a good contract. Spell everything out. If there's something that's not included, in, put that in there. Not included and have those items in there because that way, because I can see if a homeowner files a complaint and say, well, this should have been done, and, and it really should have, but, but the contractors, well, they didn't, they didn't want that. If it's not written, the contractor's it, probably going to be liable for exactly, that. Exactly, because if it's not written down, it never happened. Well, and, and remember, it's the contractor's obligation pursuant to statute to make sure the elements are in their contract. Right. It's not the homeowner's obligation. And again, it, then it gets into a he said, she said uh, situation. And then we always recommend that any change orders, any changes to the original contract, if you have an addendum or something, an amendment to the original contract, get that in writing. Written, yeah. and, and, and Kevin, that's what I think you're saying. And completely yeah. separate. Make sure yep. it's defined as an addition, right? Not just oh, we've got some extra parts. It's actually new work and an right. addition and, to the job. And besides that, if you do do something like that, even those changes sometimes supersede what's in the original contract, yep. and it must state this point supersedes original line item so and so, mm -hmm. so that this way they can't. But well, originally you said it was going to be this. I said no, but the addendum has an up. Updated, you've got to make sure that you make that differentiation. Otherwise, they'll go, keep going back they'll to the original contract. Or, yeah. Or, yeah. Let, let me go back just to the recovery fund for a second so, so we can talk about that again, how important it is to hire a licensed contractor because you're eligible for the recovery fund. We'll still investigate, as I said, we investigate unlicensed contracting in Arizona, and we'll make a criminal referral over to the county attorney's office 
or the city prosecutor, and they'll prosecute it, and they'll find. And if the person is found guilty, the judge can order restitution. But again, you may get you know ten dollars a month till hell freezes over, as opposed to getting a lump sum payment of thirty thousand dollars out of the recovery fund if it's a licensed contractor. So I don't want to make want to make sure the public uh, and the listeners know. No, we'll investigate unlicensed contracting. But the problem is that, you know, getting blood out of a turnip when you order restitution, it may take forever to get your $30,000 back. That's true. And I've seen it. I've seen homeowners take it takes months. And I've seen turnips leave town. And yeah. And, yeah right. <laughs> and people and people are just waiting and their homes are in shambles. And then it gets to the point of just like, you know, they're ready to throw their hands up. You know, can we just end this so that my life can return to normal. Well, you can, and you can imagine if that there's a reason the guy's not getting licensed. It's usually not just because oh, I'm lazy, I don't want to do it. It's because they they spend the money on whatever rather than hold it for your job. And I know someone who went through this process a year and a half, two years ago. I referred them over to the ROC. The non-licensed guy got prosecuted. The guy who put up his license because the homeowner wanted insurance. And he put it up for the non-licensed guy. They both got prosecuted. It did go to court, and 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 both of them. One got charged. He has so much a month payments, and he's disappeared or whatever. And the other guy, it went against his bond, and he fought it, but he lost in court. And so it's one of those deals where if if you use the licensed guy, you've got some recourse. You may have recourse against the non-licensed guy, but you're probably not going to get any money. That's exactly right. And. That's well, we, true. When we have just what you said, we have the, that one percent of the bad apples. We have a contract, a contractor right now. He was li- he was licensed. We suspended his license because he was taking money and ripping people off. We then revoked his license. We've done what we can do, you know, civilly. We've now made a criminal referral uh, on him because he's now contracting without a license and again it, taking money and not completing the project. And, you know, these come to our attention because people call us the victims that we that we want to protect. Because the contractors are not completing the, the, mm-hmm. the contracts that they've entered into. That's true. That's true. Bill, we've got covered so much ground today, and we've got so much more to cover, but we're out of time. We want to thank you for coming in today. And uh, why don't you let our listeners uh, give out your contact information one more time. Uh, again, no, it's my pleasure to be here. I, I, I love talking about the agency uh, and the changes that, that have done. Uh, we've done uh, azrock.gov. Again, azrock, one word, rock is R-O-C, dot gov. You can go on the website and look up all the information in more detail that we've talked about this morning. That's great. Thanks again for being here today. All right. Bill Medell with the Arizona Register of Contractors, the director. And I, I tell you, the, and being a contractor in the Valley here for 24 years, I got to tell you, you know, as um, when Bill came on the scene years ago, um, I, I've seen a lot of great changes come down the pike. And I want to thank you for helping make our workplace a little better, you know, here in the environment, because before he got here, there was a lot, at least I saw, there was a lot of chaos going on here before Bill got here. So I want to thank you for doing that. And we're going to take a short break on the other side. We're going to talk a little bit about American Recycling Day, which is today, November 15th, and all the things that you could do to help do green remodeling and recycle those things and make some really pretty cool stuff for your home. So stay tuned. You're listening to hour number two coming up on Image Home Improvement Live. Monsoon season is still with us. And if you have an older roof, it's just a matter of time before the leaks start appearing as water stains on your home ceiling. Do your home a favor and call Keiko Roofing for their free roof inspection. Their qualified professionals will check your roof and show you where your roof may soon fail or is failing. Keiko Roofing is committed to providing quality service along with the best roofing products. 
Whether you have a foam, flat, shingle, or tile roof, give Keiko Roofing Systems a call today. 602-944-4600 or keikoroofing.com. If you've been putting off those plumbing repairs at home, let me remind everyone, small problems not repaired usually become larger, more expensive problems later on. With Lawson Family Plumbing, there's no job too small or too large, and the work is done right the first time, every time. They can handle problems such as broken garbage disposals, leaky faucets, water heater repair and replacements, water softener installations, slab leak repairs, and much more. Lawson Family Plumbing should be your choice for all your plumbing needs. Give them a call today, 480-302-9928, or find them on the web, LawsonFamilyPlumbing.com. Remember, is it time to add style and value to your home? How about a window treatment from RK Window Fashions? Whether you need shutters, blinds, shades, draperies, sunscreens, remote control, or home automation, RK Window Fashions has the expertise to ensure your project goes smoothly and done right to exceed your expectations. You can't miss them on 53rd Avenue between Bethany Home and Camelback in Glendale. RK Window Fashions has been covering windows in Arizona for almost 40 years. So call today for your appointment. 623-889-5997, 623-889-5997, or on the web at rkwf.com. The following takes place between 9 a.m. and 10 a.m. You're listening to Image Home Improvement Live, brought to you in part by Direct Buy. And now, here's Steve. All right, we are back, and you're listening to hour number two right here on Image Home Improvement Live, Saturday morning right here on the Double Wide Network. And um, some great, great information from Bill Mundell. Always a pleasure to have him on the show because he's a, a wealth of knowledge. And, you know, all the things that Dan and I see along the way, uh, between the times here, we could we could we could write. You know, I think we're going to have to write a book, Dan. That's the only way to do it. I think that's we're going to have to write the uh, uh, Image Home Improvement Live Double Wide Network. What were you thinking? What were you? Th- what, no, what the hell were you thinking? <laughs> that's just amazing, just amazing. You know, but um, you know, we just want to cover a lot of different things in the way of what you need to do if you are contracting with people and and and. Like I said, don't use an unlicensed contractor, you know, in the long run, you know, that thrill of, oh, wow, he's not charging me as much money as that licensed contractor. But, you know, the downside of that is what really gets you when it comes to the point where when you're so unhappy about how bad it looks were or, it, or it came out, what did not get done or what or in the inspection world, he was really cheap. But <laughs> it's gee, right. Well, I Dan, didn't, you see but that. I didn't see the dishwasher being put down as rusted out. I didn't see the anything about the leaks in the attic. I didn't see that. You know. Well, that's because somebody tries to do a home inspection in two hours. Or less. Or less. Exactly right. Exactly I mean, right. 5,000 square feet in uh, 20 minutes, that's not working. <laughs> now, how long? 20 minutes? 20 minutes. Oh, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. It's, it's one of those ones I heard about when... On the enforcement board, it was like, boom, he was through. He was done before the dishwasher got started. 
Of course, the dishwasher didn't work. <laughs> Did he write that down? No. Nope. Oh, no. That's Boing. Amazing. That's amazing. Just amazing. All right. So, so we had mentioned today is American Recycling Day. And, you know, that was uh, something that, you know, it's amazing, Dan. You know, when we were growing up as kids, I don't remember us having all these kind of special days. Do you? Um, do you? I mean, we had all the basic holidays. But then, you know, all these other, this is not, quote, a like a used to consider a holiday time off of work, like Lexi. Mm-hmm. Okay, do you have do you do you do you take get any days off for holidays? You know what? <laughs> I took off. That's why I'm here today with you, lovely men. I took off <laughs> Monday. She uses the term loosely. <laughs> it was my birthday, so I I mean th- those are the days. It was my birthday, so uh-huh. I took off ahead of time. But um, you know, I agree. I feel like I don't remember there's a holiday for everything or there's a a day like it's donut day tomorrow you know like there's just people make up these days uh, dan dan a latte day a latte there day. is guarantee there's a latte day i know it's just amazing it's just amazing but but again i haven't heard home inspector day yet no well, there's probably a home inspector day we're gonna find you on the golf course on that day you betcha you betcha absolutely as d would say you betcha Anyway, but no, seriously, we want to talk a little bit about some of the green remodeling and and obviously, you know, people throw stuff away all the time. I mean, it's just stuff that they want to get rid of. And, you know, thank God, one of our great sponsors on the show, Stardust Building Supplies, which any time when we go in to do a kitchen or bathroom remodel, we want to be able to go in and actually help recycle anything that we can. Now, if you had caught the show that we had uh, our sponsors on from Stardust, we were talking about some of the stuff that we, they do in deconstruction. So if you, like for instance, if I'm going to come in and do a remodel in your kitchen, if, I, if the scheduling can work out correctly because he, they are extremely busy in doing this, I will actually have them come in and remove the kitchen cabinets and the countertops and the fixtures, the sink, garbage disposal, anything that's in there, possibly some of the appliances, if they're still in good working order, to come in and they will take it all apart. And I've seen the guys come in, Lonnie and his crew come in there, and they just wipe out a kitchen in like two hours with three guys. I've seen them destroy an average, not destroy, dismantle, I should say is a better word. Because they do a nice job. They They don't splinter. They do. They don't use hammer, you know, Pulping hammers, the big heavy hammers to blow it apart, like you see on the on the rehab shows. No, they come in. They're well because they want to save what's there, and they want to be able to reuse it and recycle it. That's what it's all about. You know, some of the older homes down, like for instance, in Phoenix, you're talking about. I looked at one the other day down in the Arcadia district. That is an older older homes. The cabinets were built differently. They were. They were they oh. weren't like box cabinets like you see at Home Depot. They were actually, built they were in. built in the home, so you can't really take them apart and save them. So they're yeah. toast. They're done. That's right. But the, some of the newer homes say in the last 20, 25 years, you could go in there and literally take out what's there. They're components. They're components, and they disassemble, and they take them apart and they reuse them and they put them into. Uh, their stores, which they have three of them around the valley. There's one in Phoenix, one in Mesa, one up in North Phoenix on Thunderbird and 40th Street. And you can actually go in there if you're looking for something for your home and you want to save some money. I encourage all of you to go 
Check out those stores and see what they have. They've got things from furniture to cabinets to, you know, countertops that were, you know, countertops and cabinets that were used before that are still in great shape. And if the configuration is still to your liking and you could use it in your home, by all means, let's go do it because that's that that's that much less of newer stuff that we're actually using, which had to come from somewhere, had to come out of the ground. And so, in a lot of cases, when people are just trying to do a minor upgrade or or just uh, make it fresh up, they need some of the doors replaced because, you know, they don't make that style, but over there... With the, with the folks, they actually have that style left over. And so you can do a nice uh, reface and make it rework. That's exactly right. And, and, it's what you and want. That's, that's green. That's exactly green. So we want to be able to kind of use some, uh, you know, give you some different ideas here in the next hour of some of the things that can be reused. And if you are looking for something, if you're on a budget and you want to do a little bit of remodel, well, there there are different ways that you can do use certain different materials that were probably used for something else that are not being used right now. I mean, we've, you know, for their original purpose, they're being used for probably something maybe more decorative, you know, where, okay. you, where you could actually take, um, you know, a... Uh, a door, for instance, let's use an example of a door that maybe has a specific uh, design on the desi- design on it. Use it as maybe a an an art type of panel to put somewhere, maybe on a barren wall or something like that. And and there's a coffee table. Yeah, or? I mean, how many times you know? One thing that I am really partial to because years ago when. We were in my other life when I was working for an amusement company back east. When we were working in the uh, the warehouse during the, we'll call it the off season, when it was when it was cold, icy, and tundra. You know, <laughs> when we couldn't be in the amusement parks, we were actually going. We usually do a lot of woodwork, uh, game, you know, table building and stuff like that. One of the things that I got into was doing furniture rebuilding, and I used to go out and I used to love to find um, tree cut slabs that okay. where you could actually build coffee tables out of you know slices of trees yeah the you know the the trunk yeah the trunk so you could see thin. all the rings and all the bark on the ends and stuff like that because the one thing that looked really because i was always back in my earlier days i was in i love rustic type of furniture i thought it was fabulous and to be able to take something like a, a piece of you cut a tree down and able to slice it up into pieces and then and, make the green look good and then yeah put that, and make that tables nice, out thick, of it uh verithane nice thick look you know yeah. like it reflects down in there yeah. oh that's that's it's, still pretty yeah i mean <laughs> you think about it i mean back i mean this is not meant to, to to show age to anybody but you think about back then when you and i were kids when was the last time you did when people used to come cut trees down you never saw a mulcher there no. No, they just used to throw the sections in the truck and take it to the landfill and just dump it. That's right. Because now everything has a thing, can you reuse it? You see trees getting ground down right on site so that that mulch could be used in other places. And it's not just taking up lumps of tree bark in a landfill somewhere. Yeah, because that way it can be used on a front lawn or in a flower bed or something like that. And then also, if it's the finer stuff, can be mulched up and start a new group, group of plants. Yeah. Now, one of the things that is really cool that you could actually go out and I and I, 
you know, you could go online and look and look up, uh, a, you know, America, America Recycles Day. And there's a lot of great websites in there where you could actually see some of the different types of things that you could do with a lot of different types of materials. One thing which it, I'm looking at right now, it's it's reclaimed wood. You can actually go out and take a piece of reclaimed wood and create a rugged fireplace mantle that actually can be carved in a very specific kind of way to whatever design you want, but it's a piece of reclaimed wood and make a fireplace mantle out of it. If your home is that rustic type of look like wood and stone over that fireplace, I mean, it's a perfect look for it. Sometimes they call that the the, uh, craftsman style or some of the more rustic, uh, older styles that came from California and those areas. They really use a lot of uh, the you know, hardier plank wood for that look. Right. And that also, what it does, it it uh, reduces pressure on logging for existing forests. Now, you may think, well, I'm only going to use one piece of, you know, like six foot of reclaimed wood. But what about other people? I mean, how many millions of people do we have in this country? I'm sure there is a great majority of people that would love to be able to create something like that. And, and this is something that really... If you take a piece of reclaimed wood, it doesn't take a lot of skill to maybe do some carving into it to make it more personable for you. If you like carving wood and be able to put it together and and mount it above your fireplace. Okay, yeah, you know, just yeah, you know, a per, you know, it's a personalized project, and make sure you get all your information before you start using that the one um, branding iron to be able to get some of the wood gouges that look really old. Just be careful; don't light the Light the darn thing on fire. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Because don't use any products that have, um, I, you know, that are flammable before you use that uh, iron to, to get that seasoning look. It'll burn. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Got to be real careful and with in, that. And then when you talked about the wood chippers, it made me think about several CSI shows. Too many other things have been recycled in wood chippers. <laughs> oh yeah, well that's another. That, that's a, that's another topic for another. Don't recycle, show. Grandma. No, no. No, she can't recycle flesh. It doesn't work that way. All right, we're going to take a short break. We're going to get back to more discussions about America Recycles Day right here hey, on Green the Project Double White Network. Green projects doesn't mean you play with mold. That's right. That's, we're talking about good green here. <laughs> Don't go away. We'll be right back. Chances are, when it's time to call a service professional, you need someone right away. Who can you call for those electrical problems fast? The answer is Mr. Electric, a licensed, bonded, and insured company serving the Valley of the Sun since 2000. Some of the residential and commercial services include expert troubleshooting, replacing an outlet, hanging a ceiling fan, or upgrading your electric service, and much more. Rest assured, all work is guaranteed. Call today for your appointment, 480-503-1339. You can find them on the web at phoenixmetro.mrelectric.com. Remember, at Mr. Electric, we have the power to make things better. You're listening to the Double Wide Network, where you can host your own radio show. If you're looking for a way to get out your message, welcome to the future. 
Dave Pratt's Double Wide Network offers you the opportunity to use our state-of-the-art studio to create your very own radio show. Our experienced and helpful production staff will help you every step of the way. Our free mobile app allows your listeners to take your show with them and play it live or on demand. Even if you're not in Arizona, we've got you covered with Skype technology so you can broadcast from anywhere in the world. Whether you're in it to grow your business, make a statement, deliver a message, or just have fun hosting your own show, the Double Wide Network can make it happen. The Double Wide Network always has your show ready to go. For more information, just visit us at doublewidenetwork.com. Are you planning a home improvement project? Have you planned out your budget for that project? Now, how would you like to save thousands of dollars on that budget? Let me introduce you to Direct Buy. See hundreds of samples from furniture, flooring, electronics, appliances, and more. All the hottest products from your favorite brands. Would you like to lead the Direct Buy lifestyle? Find out what that's all about. Click on the Direct Buy lifestyle logo on our homepage or call 602-288-5911. Remember, your perfect remodel starts with Image Home Improvement and Direct Buy. This is Amber Sullins, Chief Meteorologist for ABC 15 News. Nightly, I update you with the most up-to-date and accurate forecasting of our valley's weather. The most accurate and cutting-edge information for your home can be found here every Saturday morning with Steve Dubell and Image Home Improvement live on the Double Wide Network. All right, we are back, and you're tuned in to Image Home Improvement Live right here, and it's America Recycles Day, November 15, 2014, and we we're talking about recycling your different products, going out looking for different things. You know another great place to go look for fine things, Dan? And you wouldn't, you know, because everybody loves to, to, uh, to, to go to this store because I know there's one not too far from where I live, and that's Goodwill. Yeah, places that, uh, you know, like, yeah, there's uh, saver shops and Goodwill and places like that that yeah. take good things that have just, you know, outlived their use with a, with a with, with certain person and need a new home. I, yeah, I, I, I know a couple of things that have reached, that have lived, the, outlived their purpose with someone, but they can't get rid of them. <laughs> it would oh, be, it would be bad. Oh, that's another show. <laughs> <laughs> That's another show. But, uh, no, seriously, we're talking – one thing, you know, we're talking about some different things from the building material standpoint we're talking about now. Uh, for instance, I'm looking at uh, an old, old uh, – Dan, you'll get – you'll love this. No, no joke no, – no sheep jokes, though. Okay? They're using a salvaged sheep barn door as a sliding pocket door – on the outside of the wall and it looks really cool where they actually looks like a, it looks like a rustic looking door. That's a, you know, maybe a sheep 36 by seven. Oh, okay. You know, six, six. Foot. I, I was thinking one of those low ones at the back of the barn. No, 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 <laughs> no, no. This is, and then what you do is you put it on a track, you get some rails mm-hmm. and then they run it up and down. And it just, actually, like a, just like a pocket door. Yeah. It's just like a pocket door, but it's on the outside of the wall. It looks really cool. If, yeah, it, I've seen, if it matches I've seen a couple of those in homes, if it matches the type of home that you have and that type of decor, it's a great thing because you want to know something. It costs money. 
to actually go back in and put pocket doors in walls. People say, oh, well, you know, I want to do this. Well, sometimes it's not that easy because you've got to obviously open up the wall Double the size of what you have for the opening, so this way you move can get the, the new, outlet, new the framing. There's always move an the outlet switch in the or way. An outlet, yeah. You know, I mean, it's it's stuff that needs to be done, uh, which can. But then on the other hand, too, if you want to add some style to your home, and you have you want to be creative, and I, that's the other thing that I think helps recycling different types of products for your home is obviously the homeowner needs to be creative, and as I always say. The homeowner's uh, decor reflects their personality. And it's not like going into, like you go into a track home and they turn around and they're like, oh my God, you know, everything's white. Everything looks pretty boring. You know, you've got, you know. Or you walk in and you can see the same fixtures in every home. Oh my God, yes. You you, you can walk in like uh, there's a whole section where my mom and dad built a house. You can tell by the fluorescent fixture in the kitchen that it was the Dave Brown family that built the house. Are you sure? Yeah, because of the little fluorescent fixture that's so oh, ugly yeah. in the kitchen, you wish it would fall off. <laughs> uh, well, you know, you know, and then on the other hand too, you know, a lot of people turn around. As we always say, is that when you buy, when when people have homes built, most of the time, you're you're going to get it built the way that the plan said. Now, if you want to change something, that's like. That's like a monumental thing for for home builders to actually go back in. If you give them in a change order, oh my God, I, I you think the world was coming to an end. <laughs> I remember when I built my home, I had to ask for a change order just to change the type of window I had in the bathroom, and yeah. it was like, oh my God, I thought the world was going to end. Oh, you know, we got to do this, we got to do that. Come on, what does it take to get the same size window instead of being a slider, make it solid window? What yeah. does it take? There's fewer parts. You know why they say that? Because most of the time, a a builder that does track homes has bought X amount of that type and size of window. Now, if I come along and I say, I don't want that window, I want another one. Now he's got to go out and order a window, one, special just for you. That's right. So that's why change orders are so very expensive when you build a home. Well, that's like I many times... Throughout my years, I've been with clients when they go in to go through the design process and they start trying to overcharge people for to have what they call a pancake box for ceiling fans put in. Oh my God, you ask like, you know, they act like you've just asked for the world and they're going to triple charge you just to put that in when it's like, as you know, having been an electrician, it's like, you really charge that much? Why don't they tell the sub that they charge that much? You well, know? yeah. Well, you know, the best thing to do, and here's another thing that, and this is another great recycling point. If you have bought a home, a brand new home, and then you want to make certain changes, and then you see that obviously it's just not going to be cost effective for you to try and get the builder and twist his arm, it, it, despite how much money he wants to go back and change something, Wait you could actually go make a list, okay? That's mm-hmm. where I get phone calls. People call me up and they say, you know, the home's going to be finished on this particular day. Uh, we've got a week before we're going to move in. Can you come in and make these subtle changes for us? Because guess what? For me to come in after the fact and change a fan or go back and maybe do something, you know, a little bit different from a from a remodeling standpoint within the home that the builder wouldn't do initially because it was out of out of his contract. Make a door it, swing a different direction. Yeah, it's going to cost less money. Do all these things after it's done. 
And at the same time, too, a lot of the things that I get called for, I can go back and take those things and call Stardust up and say, hey, I got this, this, and this, or I just take it out. And it's brand – there's no mileage on it. You just bring it down. And that's that's what's so great about Stardust because they not only have slightly used – you know, materials, but they also have overruns of new materials that maybe were discontinued styles. They can't sell them, so they donate them. The companies, cabinet companies, they just donate these things to Stardust and companies like Stardust around the country, and they could sell them. Because it's the end of the line, and they can't really sell them for full price anymore. I guess where where would they go if they didn't do that? They go to to the the landfill. That's right. Exactly. So... Recycling those things are so, so very important. Now, now, one thing to be careful that I know about of recycling are electrical fixtures. Be so very careful with old, old electrical fixtures. Make sure you have an electrician rewire it. Right. Because they may have had some old cloth in there that will just spark up the next time you try to use it. Just be careful. Just have an electrician handle the yeah. rework of old fixtures. Well, what I would do, what I would do, and there are several companies here in the valley that you could actually take if you find something that you think you want to get creative and make a light out of or maybe it was a fixture like you had said that was an old fixture that needs a little updating go to a lighting store and get it checked get it like you say rewired maybe you found something that had would make a really cool light like an old wagon wheel. I've or, seen that well, a lot yeah, of times. Well, yeah, I mean, I was when back in the day. I mean, I was I was big on wagon wheel lights over the kitchen table. Yeah. Well, I, Lexi, that, Lexi's gonna look at me like what? What was what? that? What was that? <laughs> do you remember? Do you remember those? Like, did, where they had wagon wheels over the kitchen table with lights on them? To oh, was an old rustic look. Mm-mm. You, oh my God! But when I was stationed at Williams Air Force Base, all of the NCO lounge had those wagon wheels. Yeah. All over the ballroom, it was like. As an electrician at the base, I was like, really? I have to rewire all of those today? <laughs> well, yeah, because what they used to do, they used to take the wagon wheel and hang it hang it horizontally. And then from the center where all the spokes come together, that's where the wiring was attached to the ceiling. And, it, and almost every spoke, they would have a light going a li- around a light with a lens own. cover. So mm-hmm. it would be facing up. So we have to get it to go watch some of those old black and white westerns. So has, yeah. like, have... Things evolved, making it easier for you guys to go, you know, do a job and fix things as opposed to maybe an older house where you're like, really, I, like you just said, I have to rewire all of that. Like well, now is there is there lights with one wire maybe? Well, the, th- the, the nice thing now is with the LEDs and stuff like that, okay. we can go in and emulate those areas without all of the extra wiring. It's a lot lighter run. Exactly. You don't have to use as much. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot easier to run to these areas. Exactly. exactly. And they've got certain things now you'd never know. And one of the things that when our good friend Ken Ross from Premier Lighting actually he had shared with us, they have strips that actually have light LED lights in them that they could actually glue to the underside of like where your toe kick is underneath the kitchen, kitchen counter. So when... And you could leave it on. So at night, when you come into the kitchen to get something out of the refrigerator at you know midnight mm-hmm. the or toe three o'clock in the morning, kick you back. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and you can see, you can actually it gives uh, you yeah, some light awesome. along the way. So, and you never used to be able to get that. Not to mention, like when they first started coming out with under cabinet lighting, they came out with these halogen lights that oh created God. so much heat 
You, you could touch the cabinet from on the underside in the shelf in the cabinet itself and the lights underneath and it was like it, it was, was like, hot. It was like right. your toaster. It was hot. Yeah, you could keep things warm with your, you know, rather than use your toaster. Yeah. yeah. So, wow. but I mean, yeah, the 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 technology has gotten better to be able to design bigger and better things and be more cost effective. Not to mention save energy, which is really good because when they the prices started coming down, the energy efficiency started going up, which is pretty cool. Not That's just right. in, not 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 just in electric. That's right. With plumbing fixtures, we're saving more. You know, you're saving utilities. These utility where yeah. needs to be used because you're saving on water, you're saving on electricity, you're saving on gas because gas stoves, even barbecues, use a lot less of uh, the, of BTUs per hour and have a better cooking, you know, process. You know, you know if, if Lexi's going to be here next week, I'm going to bring her in a picture of a wagon wheel light. So, yeah, please do, or just email me one because uh, yeah, I so would you love can see to what it looks like. Because they really in, next in a rustic type of kitchen with with a with a dinette set that's all wood and like what they used to call them captain's chairs mm-hmm. in, in there. Nice rustic top on that looks really great with the lighting. And then uh, obviously, I saw a patio like that just a few weeks ago. Yeah, you know what? I'm a fan though of like older architecture. I really love that. But the apartment I'm living in right now is a lot older, and I love the way it looks. But when I got it, my um, dad's like, "Alexis, like this is going to be harder, you know, to work on or to fix if you need to like fix a pipe or whatever it may be because it's been there for so long." But I just love the way it looks. You know, one of the things that you talk about older older homes that makes it harder to work is that the older homes that were built. Have, were built with plaster, not drywall. Yeah, on the walls. So mm-hmm. naturally, if you've got to get into a wall right. to do something, you've got that plaster and lath in the wall, and it's just like, if you can't fish down behind it, you've got you, a world of hurt. You got a world of hurt. Not mm-hmm. to mention that you know you come back in, you know, trying to repair it, or if you've got to take a, you know, at that point, if you've got a lot to do, then it just pays to, you know, say, bite the bullet and get rid of it. Take That's it right. out. Do and, a rewire. And, and, do and, a repipe. Exactly. And then put drywall up. Yeah, and one of the things, sometimes being green means using a new product. Like, for instance, if you're having to repipe, sometimes there's a thing called PEX, AquaPEX. Yes. And it's easier to get down and round and through two things, you know, from, you know, to into the old position of, you know, to- toilets and sink knobs and things like that because it is plastic and flexible and it doesn't have the leak problems that the old gray poly did. Exactly, and exactly. you're actually saving money and, you know, being green because, yeah, it may be plastic, but you know what? It's going to last. They haven't had an end of life for the for the PEX yet. That's exactly what my shop my shop is. It's all done in PEX. My shop bath, bathroom and area in there is all done. All the plumbing is done. When it comes in from outside, it's all done in PEX. No. Nowadays, they have PEX that's in red or blue, exactly. which makes it really easy to be able to make sure you're hooking up to the right line. That's as long as as long as long the plumber wasn't colorblind. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> hey, red was, is there, hot, cold <laughs> is blue. Hey, there was one whole uh, housing district that I did an inspection at where they had hot water going to the toilet, a hot steamy flush every time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's too funny. And they wonder why they kept going through so many water heaters. People just kept flushing. <laughs> Jesus. All right, we're going to take a short break, and we're going to be back with more America Recycles Day information for you and some really cool things that if you want to get creative to actually 
recycle and use in your home. And great. You know, one of the things that it's really good, and we'll talk with Lexi about this too on the way back, some of the things we could do about some of these designs of using these other items, make great conversational pieces, especially when you go for your latte. Yes. <laughs> okay, we'll be right back. Don't In football, a good game plan is key to success. The same goes for your home improvement projects. This is Steve Dubell. Let me help you plan your next home improvement strategy Saturday mornings on Image Home Improvement Live right here on the Double Wide Network. Have you been looking for information on your home improvement project? Maybe you've been seeking the right contractor for your remodel work. Don't know which way to turn? Image Home Improvement Live has all those answers and more. You can always catch this contractor doing great work and sharing the best in home improvement information. Remember, Image Home Improvement Live, Saturdays from 8 to 10 on the Double Wide Network. Your answer to all your home improvement needs in the digital age. If you live in Arizona, you know two things to be true. One, that we are living the hottest days of the summer. And two, if you haven't had your home's cooling system checked this year, you run the risk of having it fail at the hottest time of the year. Hi, I'm Steve Dubell, telling you that the pros at Quality Systems need to be your choice to keep your house cool for the summer. I know I did. With nearly three decades of experience in the industry, Quality Systems' commitment is to provide every customer with the best possible in service. Don't wait. Call the pros at Quality Systems today for all your HVAC needs. 480-945-2665 or visit them on the web at qualitysystemsac.com. Hi, this is Skip Bedell. And Allison Bedell from the Spike TV hit show, Catch a Contractor. We catch contractors that have left homeowners with unfinished remodeling projects. And if you don't want this to happen to you, listen to Image Home Improvement Live. Every Saturday morning on the Double Wide Network. How'd you sleep? Oh, I just, you know, I once my head hits the pillow, I don't hear anything. I slept like a rock. How about you? I didn't sleep good at all. Didn't uh, you hear that creaking all night? Creaking? What kind of creaking did you hear? Oh, it was awful. The house was creaking all night. I don't oh, believe you didn't hear it. The house was creaking? Oh, my God. What was that? Was that what you heard last night? Yeah, yeah, that was it, yeah. Oh, great. Now what do we do? Plenty of recycled materials there, yeah, Dan. Yeah, yes, sir. <laughs> I hear some bricks. I hear, uh, well, the light bulbs are kind of shot. <laughs> yeah, kind of shot. But everything else, you know, whatever's left that's not broken can still be recycled. That's right. That's amazing. That's amazing. And, and again, you find, you know, during the break we were talking, and Lexi had mentioned, you know, some of the consignment shops, you find a lot of recycled stuff in consignment shops. Oh, yeah. I mean, furniture is a biggie. Then take your imagination. 
just don't look at it like you see it. It's it's take it home and actually create something mm-hmm. else with it. Like you could go find an old rustic wooden chair and try and make a captain's chair out of it. The, there you go. And then there's also what I've seen is take some musical instruments and turn them into planters. Oh, that's cool. The one that broke my heart is they used a beautiful French horn. Mm-hmm. I used to play French horn. Oh. It was turned up, and they put plants in the bell of the horn. I yeah. was like, oh. Well, it probably wasn't working <laughs> very well. My poor, my poor horn. Oh. <laughs> that's amazing. That's amazing. But, uh, you know, again, you, you, you need to get creative because yeah. it's, it's a personality. You, you, you go in, you find something. And, again, you put something like that in your home. People are going to walk in your home. They're going to know. They're going to know a whole lot about you when they see something that you've you've done special like that. Like we were just looking at another one during the break, and this is going to be hard to hard for people to really grasp. But they someone had taken an old piece of baggage, okay, and mounted it on the wall above your sink, and it put a mirror on it. So you actually had a mirror, almost like a medicine cabinet. But it was it was actually the, a piece of baggage. The best way to do it is one of those rigid metal type of baggage that had you know the the fake straps and stuff on it that you could actually mount on the wall. It was a, a structured rigid one where you could open it up as a medicine cabinet. I think that'd yeah. be the best way to describe that. Exactly, exactly. Now here's another thing too. You know, we talk about stuff that you could use materials that you could use for uh, recycling. Okay, let's think about this. A lot of old uh, we talked a little bit about recycled wood before, but you can actually go to specific types of lumber yards out there and actually buy recycled wood, get it planed, mm-hmm. and actually put it down and create your own rustic wood floor. Leave the mill marks in, as they call Yes, them. absolutely. Instead of the nice pristine two-by-fours we have here, they actually have some of the old mill marks still in them but they clean off just a little bit right. so you have a fresh surface to do whatever you want for stain. Now, that may, you know, again, you may think, it well, you know, I live here in uh, the fifth largest city in the country, you know, Phoenix, Arizona, and maybe I do live in Scottsdale, maybe I live in Chandler, wherever, but maybe some of that style doesn't work. But I'm sure a lot of people that have homes up in Cholo, up in Prescott, up in Flagstaff, that are homes that are built up in the forest, I guarantee you there are many homes up there that have that kind of style. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. Um, the the more you get away from the big city stuff and the tract homes, the more interesting things show up. Right. And then you could go up there. And that's why I love going to Sedona so much. Sedona and also up in up in Prescott. Because it's, it's, it's almost like when you get there, it's like the whole atmosphere is quieter. It's more relaxed. They're not so fast-paced. And when you see things like we're talking about, it it's enjoyable. That's right. It really is. And you can still breathe the air. And you can still <laughs> breathe the air. That's so really, really important. That's what I like recycling is my air. Exactly. <laughs> so it's clean. Okay. Now, the other thing do, you could also do, again, um, some of the things that you want to be able to do, you know, we want to talk about recycling energy. You've got houses that have... Believe it or not, they still have old single-pane windows in it. Now, some of the one of the remodels they were doing were remodeling a section of the house that had single-pane windows in that really the windows, you're not going to be able to do too much because the windows are shot. But guess what you're doing by putting new windows in? You're going to be saving energy in the long run, which goes along with the point of thinking point about recycling. That's right. You know, because you're going to be doing that, putting 
saving energy because you're not going to be letting it burn out through the single-pane windows. And here's the other part, that a lot of windows done in, in some of the tract homes were not even insulated around. They just buttered them up straight up to the to the wood, no, no dead airspace, no insulation around that window itself to isolate the heat gain or loss uh, from it. And the... They just didn't do it right, and it needs to be, those windows need to be rehung and re-insulated around it, and a <clears throat> membrane for water, kind of like some gable end vents that we've run into. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, that, that, happened to be, that happened to be one of my favorite fall re, uh, repair projects this, this uh, season with after the monsoons when we had that extended rain. Oh, my God. Gable end vent leaks. They just don't. Uh, I've been looking and taking a, a closer survey of more of the gable ends, and not many out of the ones I've done had any. They just thought, well, we don't have to stop water here. It's going to hit the, the, the lower part of the house. Exactly. You know, exactly. No, they didn't think about that metal flashing wicking right back into the house and down the wall. Well, you know, these things happen. What can so I if tell you? Re- there's one thing you can recycle is some bad venting. Yeah, well, I got to tell you, you know, it, it, if more people got on it, get on, get on this uh, recycling thing, I think it'd be now. Granted, some of the more rural areas in in Arizona, they don't have recycling. They're just because, doing. They're just doing it by. Yeah, I mean, they, because I think the municipalities don't have the amount of money it takes to actually go back, like to separate, this, like to separate, have a recycle area, and you know, just trash area. However, you got to think about that when you go outside, just because, like, my area doesn't have it where I live, and I don't live that far outside Phoenix, but we live in on county property. So, Out there at the Dubell compound. Yeah, at the Dubell compound, yes. <laughs> so we have to we try and, do, we try and be as um, eco-friendly as we can, obviously, uh, on your conditions. But if we are out and about, you know, if there's always, if we have trash or something like that, we're always looking. If it's plastic, we're always looking for a place that you can put the plastic in before you just throw it in a trash container. That's it. You know, so it's 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 a question of preference and what you'd like to do if, and it becomes a lifestyle, the mm-hmm. w- way you want to actually, you know, do your life. I mean, other people, they just, you know, you always tell the people that don't care anything about the environment or Lord knows anything about recycling. They throw it out their car window. Yeah. It winds up in the middle of the freeway. Or on your windshield. Or on your windshield. Exactly right. That's exactly right. I remember an old term for that. Litter bugs. Well, yeah. That's that's a real old term. That's exactly right. It's litter (laughs) bugs. But but if you're you're out there and you want to do something really, really good, I mean, I think then you want to be able to go back and think about when you want to do a remodel. And if you want to do a green remodel and you call me up and we're going to sit down and talk about, that's one of the first things you should tell me. Because obviously, if you're going to do a green remodel, that tells me a, a lot of things. That they're very, you know, very aware of their surroundings. They want to be kind to the environment, and they know that it's not going to be as cheap as if we just did the bare minimum and use regular building materials. Because they know when you do something green, more likely it's going to cost you a little bit more money than it did if you did it with normal building materials. I mean, that's and, just and a fact. The big plus is when you start getting into the green, you get into sustainability. In other words, what you've put together will last m- more than the average lifetime because that way you get to enjoy your home for, you know, the way you've just re- rehabbed it in that form much longer. 
then that's that's a really good thing to know that what money you've just spent will actually last you longer than the quick recycle of whatever you've just put up because it was fashionable. That's true. That's true. So you you've got to be you got to be you just have to be aware and make the cognitive decision to actually go do what you're going to do. Now, again, you could you could get into you know we talked about earlier, and I want to touch base about this again because Dan, this is like really uh, important, and we want to do this before we go to take our final break. The styrofoam for insulation up in the attic was probably one of the <laughs> biggest laughs that Dan and I have had. But because of our listeners that may not know what you're talking about, and we're also trying to get Lexi up to speed so she is a responsible, even though she rents now, she's good, we're going to make her a responsible, educated homeowner. Um, tell us a little bit about the twos and don'ts of using recycled styrofoam for okay. insulation. Recycling is a good thing when you send it to the proper source recycling when you take all of your box inserts that are foam and save them for 15 to 20 years in your attic from the uh, from the top of the drywall for the ceiling all the way up to the top of the gable of your ridge of your ridge uh, and fill the house up totally with said foam from saved boxes is not insulating it's actually putting toxin, toxins and all sorts of other creepy stuff in there that just makes you sick. I mean, you know, when you think about this, it's just, you know, it's it's very serious. But at the same time, too, when you think about it, my first reaction is that, you know, it's it's really funny that people would think that that would be good. The whole problem is the air could not flow they in that attic. They don't know. They didn't, yeah, they weren't thinking that the air needs to flow through the attic, have all these big blocks of foam blocking any kind of air movement and then they wondered why the house still stayed hot it's just what were you thinking you it's learned. just what the hell were you thinking <laughs> and besides that where the heck did you get all that styrofoam from how many presents did you get did you have a big birthday and you got a lot of styrofoam you know how much styrofoam it would take to fill up an attic a super dumpster diver oh my god that's exactly right, Dan. You hit the nail on the head. They went dumpster diving and found styrofoam. Would, don't you think it would have been more cost-effective and probably a whole lot cleaner than if they went out and maybe even you could go to you could go to Home Depot and rent the machine, buy the blow-in material, throw it in a hopper, and just go up and blow it. You'd have a hell of a lot happier yeah, yeah, time blowing right. insulation in the attic than going dumpster diving looking for styrofoam. And then your attic could still breathe. Exactly. Because the, the R value in insulation is the air between the materials that helps you get insulated. It's not packing it full and tight. It's how it's the type of fill and the looseness and the air transfer that keeps the insulation working for you. So it's if you've got somebody that's stomped around up in your attic and it's pretty well mashed down, it's time to re-insulate. All right, we're going to take a short break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to go over and review just some of the great things that you can go and recycle and you should be looking for. And I hope we're going to spur some ideas and make some of your homes really a lot more creative and a lot more decor friendly and a, a lot better reflection of your personality because that's what it's all about. Learning more. And like I always said, anything and everything you need to learn about in your life, you could find right here on the Double Wide Network. Are you planning a home improvement project? Would you like to find a way to save thousands of dollars on the items for that project? 
let me introduce you to Direct Buy. See hundreds of samples from furniture, flooring, electronics, and appliances, and all the hottest products from your favorite brands. And tell them you heard about them on Image Home Improvement Live. Remember, your perfect remodel starts with Image Home Improvement and Direct Buy. Have you been looking for information on your home improvement project? Maybe you've been seeking the right contractor for your remodel work. Don't know which way to turn? Image Home Improvement Live has all those answers and more. You can always catch this contractor doing great work and sharing the best in home improvement information. Remember, Image Home Improvement Live, Saturdays from 8 to 10 on the Double Wide Network. Your answer to all your home improvement needs in the digital age. When you buy a car, you want to see that car's history, whether it's new or used. Why should buying a home be any different? DEC Inspections can provide you with the inspection you need to have peace of mind when purchasing your next home. Call today, 602-308-8722. That's 602-308-8722. Well, good morning, sleepyhead. It's about time you woke up. I made you some coffee. You know, you've got a lot of honeydew items to do today. What do you mean? Like what kind of items? Oh, come on. There's the garage door to fix, the leaky faucet that's been dripping all night, and that sticky front door you've been promising me to fix for over three years. I don't know if I can get all those things done today before the big game. Oh, don't forget you promised to do some things for Nana, too. Didn't he, Nana? Your husband is dangerous with tools. The last time he tried to fix something, I had to go buy a new one. He needs to listen every week to Image Home Improvement Live. And the birds fly away again. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> they, see, they see him coming out with tools. Run! That's right. They, they know better. See, they're not stupid. They know. That's right. It, it's so funny. You've got to make sure. You know, and one of the things that I want to, you know, what I always love about this time of the season our good friend Chris Grundy, oh yeah, has his program on uh, uh, DIY when he showcases tools for the holidays, and you can see some awesome tools, some great things, some money savers and time savers. So if you're if you're a listener that loves to have some of the most updated tools in your, oh, you know, I've got shop. One. Oh, I've got one. I saw it in a catalog. It looked like a shotgun. <laughs> looked like a shotgun? Yeah, it was a plunger that looks like a shotgun. You put it down there and pull the trigger, it goes boom, boom. <laughs> <laughs> you sure that's not a prank toy? No, sure no. That's a real it, tool? It actually will flush. It will oh, actually my blow, God. It will blow the, the, the blockage out. Yeah, I guess that I got my hint what I need to get Dan for Christmas. <laughs> now I have to get him that special, special toilet plunger. <laughs> Jesus. Unbelievable. Well, we want to thank all of you for being part of the show today. We're just going to wrap up a couple of things here, but I want to let everybody know next week, next week, the 22nd, Dan, where's the time going? The 22nd of Thanksgiving special. That's right. We're going to have, we're going to have uh, Jeff Lawson from Lawson Plumbing on, and we're going to talking about all those things that you should not, not put down your put garbage down disposal. For the, after the feast. Oh, my God. Anything. You know, that's one thing I think people lose their brain when they have too much tryptophan from the turkey. They forget. They they try and put everything down, but everything down the garbage disposal. Everything and the bones. So make sure. And we also we're also uh, 
going to be hearing from Mary Heitmeyer, our chef uh, du jour, uh, head chef, with some special Thanksgiving recipes that we're going to share with you. Obviously, because the following Thursday, we're going to be stuffing. We're going to be stuffing at Thanksgiving. Yeah, we're going to be stuffed. stuffing our faces. And then also in December, we're going to have our good friend Daphne Monroe, as they say from ABC 15 here. ABC's Smart Shopper is going to be here, and we're going to be talking about some of those great deals that you can get before Christmas for, you know, your significant other. And then there'll be the antler awareness time. Yeah, you know, I'm going to make sure she <laughs> doesn't bring anything in about the antlers. That's right. Okay. I'll me. take care of that. Oh, okay, I'll take care of that. All right. So, anyway, uh, getting back to uh, wrapping up some things with America Recycles Day. Some of the things that... Uh, Again, some topics of items that you could go back and look at. You know, one of the things, too, we talked about doors earlier. If you go to R&K, I'm sorry, not R&K. If we go to Stardust, <laughs> I got too many R's in my mind. Stardust Building Supplies, and you are looking for a specific kind of, maybe you need a new door, your new entranceway door. They've got all kinds of recycled doors at, at Stardust, at a lot of the different, uh, any one of those three stores. The other thing you could look for, obviously, that we talked about earlier, um, furniture. Look at furniture. Make sure you go back. Furniture and cabinets. Cabinets, uh, again, I remember when I was trying to, uh, back in the day, which wasn't really that long ago. He's laughing already. Was it really that long ago when we first moved to Arizona back in the early 90s and I had built my first home here and we wanted to get an additional cabinet? Obviously, we couldn't get it was built by a track home uh, contractor. So we didn't know where the cabinets had come from because we didn't have any information on it. But I actually went down to Stardust and actually found, and this was the old you know, glorious whitewash cabinets that they had in, we put that in the homes. That was the thing then, yes. Yeah, and that was the thing back in the day. Whitewash cabinets was big. Uh, actually go back in and find one that was same door style, same whitewashed look. It wasn't going to be connected to what was there. It was going to be set on one of the other walls, and it actually, actually blended in really well. And we got it for, like, next to nothing, and it was in perfect condition. So That's cabinets, right. using cabinets in, for, for different areas. Maybe you want to find cabinets. How about putting cabinets in your garage? Some cabinets for a shop? kitchen should just recycle to the garage. Exactly, exactly. Put, put it in there. That's right. They look good in the garage, but they look terrible in the kitchen. That, that's right. That's right. And they're good enough for the man cave, They're good, but they're not good enough for, for, right. for mom's kitchen. Can I just throw one tip in about recycling? Just quick. The CFL bulbs, don't throw them in the trash. Put them in a bag and take them to your hardware or big box store. They have a special, or APS and SRP, they have a special program because there's mercury in them to recycle them properly. That's right. All right, we want to thank all our guests today. And, uh, Dan, thank you so much for being back from the away mission. We won't let you go for a while. <laughs> I needed to defrost. <laughs> defrost. <laughs> and remember, if you ever, ever thought about not listening to this program, resistance is futile. We'll see you next week. Have a great week. You're a great American. I love you.